Welcome to the show. I've got a lot for you this week, including a discussion of how to play tabletop role-playing games, because we're going to do it. And I've got absolutely no idea how, so Pete GK and Ryan Casey are going to attempt to illuminate me. And here we go! Jesse Mercury. I've been having a lot of really intense, deep philosophical conversations recently. It's been wonderful because I love that shit. And I met this really incredible person recently and she was telling me about her job. She's a nurse. How uh, in her job, she is offered the opportunity consistently to help bring people out of moments of feeling meaningless. And I just thought that was such a profound thing that I had to share it. I always think about what do I live for? What is it that I live for personally? And it usually comes back to music and creativity. Those are the things that really get me jazzed, get me going and make me want to exist and want to participate in society and be a part of life in general. Uh, And I don't know what I'd be like without those things. And I had asked her, what is that to you? Like, what gives you that feeling? And she said, it's my job. Of course, that immediately makes me jealous because I'd love to have a job like that. I'd love to have a job where I felt like I was being satisfied on a deep level from work itself. So I pressed her a little bit and I said, what is it? Like, what is it about your work that is fulfilling you on this deep level? And she describes situations where she's dealing with uh, maybe a family trying to come to terms with their child's developmental disability. I mean, we're talking about bringing a family together where a parent is feeling like their child is broken and you can show them that it's not true and show them like the beauty and the wonder of their own child. Ah, oh, I get chills just thinking about it. I love it so much. And it got me thinking about the world and Donald Trump and hatred and all of these things that are happening in the world right now and race relations and things are kind of teetering on this edge where you f- we f- it feels like society could just tumble off of a cliff and explode at any second. Like if you watch Aqua Teen Hunger, uh, Hunger Force, Society is an object that is being thrown down by Master Shake, and it just explodes. He picks it up, throws it down, and it explodes. Donald Trump is Master Shake. Society is a pair of scissors or something, and he's throwing it on the ground, and it's blowing up. Of course, I don't actually believe that Donald Trump's going to be elected. I don't believe it. I don't believe that the hatred outweighs rationality. I do believe that reason will prevail. Reason will prevail. Always sunny. Good show. But it worries me. I mean, it troubles me that there's this much, this much hatred in the world. Maybe it's not that there's so much. It's that it's just so loud. I don't know. It's tough. Like, I live in Seattle. I live in this really busy city. Uh, this city has expanded exponentially since I've lived here for about six years. And I've seen an incredible growth with, uh, I mean, just construction-wise, just population-wise. But with that has come a growth in hate crimes, and, you know, you read a lot about this if you live on Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill used to be the the gay haven of Seattle. That's where um, people that were in the LGBT community felt like they could go and be safe and party and be accepted. But uh, I'm a part of this group on Facebook called Capitol Hill Walks Together that is necessary because people need someone to walk home with from work or from dancing or from whatever it is they're doing because people that look different are being targeted and uh, attacked. 
And it's happening a lot. It's happening much more often than it used to. And I don't want to live in the type of world where you can just assume that the more people there are, the more hate crimes there will be. I want to live in a world where the more people there are, the more enlightened discussion happens, the more you learn about other people, the more you discover your own sense of empathy. We are moving in the direction where society is becoming global because of the internet. And I very firmly believe that we will one day be a global community. I believe that. And I think that the internet is the tool that will make that happen. So I get down sometimes because I see this hatred in the world. I see that someone who is just a ridiculous, uh, loud hate monger is running for the highest office in the country. And yeah, it's hard not to be troubled by that to the point of maybe feeling like things are meaningless. Like if this can happen, then maybe things aren't okay deep down. Maybe there's like a fundamental flaw in the world. And at times when I think along those lines, I try to take a step back, step outside of what's happening to me right now, what's happening to the world right now, and look at what happened to the world in the past. Look at what we've overcome. Uh, Women can vote. Black people can vote. A black man became president. And we're very, very close to having the first female president. Social issues are always going to be present. There's always going to be someone who hates someone else very loudly. And they're always going to be screaming about it. But as a whole, I feel like society has gotten better. I just think it's really hard to see that because we have some very intense hatred going on right now. But as a whole, I think the quality of life for the average person is way higher than it used to be. Your ability to make choices in your life to make the quality of your own life what you want it to be is available to you. If you're listening to this podcast, you're the type of person who probably has a a computer, you have a cell phone, you uh, probably have your needs met, you're probably able to make choices about your own life, and you can decide that the world is moving in a positive direction and be a part of that. Because you can't control what anyone else does, right? But you can decide what you do. You can decide what you want to be. And you can make your world that way because you believe it. So I believe that the world is moving towards this utopian Star Trek future in some way or another. And I've seen plenty of evidence of that over the course of my life. And I'm only 32. Plenty of evidence, both technologically, socially, and even intellectually. I think the world is improving. Sweden is shortening to like six-hour workdays or even four-day work weeks. That's fucking great, right? It's so cool. People are starting to value happiness because you are part of a community that is improving, a global community that's going to become amazing. And I believe that shit. I really do. Oh, down with Trump. Okay, moving on. Pete GK, Ryan Casey, and I are going to talk about tabletop gaming. Last time Pete was on the show, he and I started discussing how cool it would be to play Dungeons & Dragons on the podcast because I have never played Dungeons & Dragons. I've never done any sort of uh, tabletop role-playing game whatsoever. I have played a little bit of role-playing stuff on video games. I played the Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga, which was fucking dope, and I loved it. It was so good on Game Boy Advance. But that's... um, Oh, and I played the Knights of the Old Republic stuff. I played the MMO for a while. I played the first two. I borrowed my friend's PlayStation so I could play those games. And I loved them. And they're definitely along the lines of like the role playing adventure. But the tabletop gaming experience, 
I have no idea. I have no idea what it's about. And I became really interested in it when I watched the first episode of Stranger Things. It got me thinking, man, we really should do this. We really should do this on the podcast. But we shouldn't play Dungeons and Dragons because by Jove, this is a sci-fi podcast. Let's play the Star Wars role-playing game on the podcast. Let's play Edge of the Empire. We'll get a group together. We'll create characters. We'll go through the whole journey, the journey together, journey, the journey together, and we'll experience it as a group. You can listen as I learn how to play role-playing games with my friends who are into it. And what I wanted to do is do a preliminary recording where we sat down and they just explained to me what to expect from role-playing games. Not just for me, but for all you all out there who have never played one before. Um, I think that there are certain avenues of nerddom that are a little harder to go down than others because there's such a stigma around not knowing what you're doing. Star Trek is a great example. I think if you get into a room of people and you know nothing about Star Trek and they know everything about Star Trek, there's a tendency for people to be like, oh, you don't know anything about Star Trek? What's wrong with you? I hate that. I hate that so much. For me, I'm like, oh, wow, you don't know anything about Star Trek? That's pretty cool. Like, do you want to hear anything about Star Trek? I mean, if not, we don't have to talk about it. But if you want to talk about it, I will literally talk about it all day. Uh... I'm, I get excited to kind of be introduced to new nerd things and introduce friends to new nerd things, and that's a big deal to me. So I kind of have uh, avoided situations where I know that that's not what it's like. Because nerds are made fun of so often. You know, like, I when I start talking to people about nerd things, there's these, like, their, their hackles go up, and you can tell there's certain people that are just very sensitive about not wanting to be mocked for their nerd love. Uh, and I get that because that has happened to me many times in the past. But what I've discovered through podcasting and just through the last couple of years of my life, there are ways to talk to people about things that they will want to hear them. And you can kind of cross these divides if you are so inclined. So I want to do that with this podcast. I want to cross the divide of not knowing what it is to be part of the tabletop gaming community. I want to approach it from the outside. Uh, I just want to have a really good time with people that I think are fun, that I want to hang out with. And we can kind of learn this. They can teach me this thing as we go along. So that's the point of view I'm approaching this from. So this discussion was recorded uh, a couple months ago, actually. This is the last in a big batch of pre-recorded episodes that I had. I recorded hours worth of episodes that, uh, as of today, I have finally whittled down to nothing. So it's time to get recording again, which I'm very excited about. All right. Well, let's jump over to Pete, Ryan, and I from the past and take a listen as we discuss... Star Wars role-playing games. Here we go. I don't get any cans. Do you guys get cans? Uh, I can hook some up for you. No, it's actually... I don't know where they are. You can have them. No, you don't no, get no, cans. No, no, no. <laughs> I already made you give me the stool, so... It would be outrageous for me to Miles. make you go... <laughs> give me the cans. Give me those headphones. Give me the cans. You call them cans in radio. Sorry. I don't it's know true. if you guys know. I, I didn't do radio for long, but I did. Nice. I've never done radio. <laughs> I was on an FM morning radio show, like really? legit. Dude, you got the voice in for a it. small market. But I was just the third person on a country music morning. Oh my show. god! Holy shit! Really? That's uh, yeah, adorable. Q106. Today's Q106. Wow. Do you like country music? Do you know about country music? No. <laughs> how did that, I how, do now. How, how did <laughs> I did then? How did that happen? Because I was, uh, I did comedy, and they came down to the club. I think, and they. The club, the club manager at the club, uh, worked on the at, on a radio on another morning radio show, and so okay. this was a new morning radio show. They're looking for people to be nice. like the to answer the phones. They be the guy that goes, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the third person. Like they do all of the work, all of yeah. the talking. And I go, yeah, yeah. 
was it? You would excel at that. I did. I did. I was. I left. I left. I quit the job to move here, and they were legitimately like, "Oh no!" Like that's. They weren't happy that I left. The only problem. The only thing I couldn't do was like. Street team stuff where you like. Mm. Go out and bother people. Yeah, I can't bother people yeah. on the street. <laughs> no, that's can't hard. Do it. Just like yeah. like waving a microphone in their face, like tell us just how like, much hey, you love country uh, music. Yeah, answer these stupid questions yeah. of uh, fake Fourth of July. It's like jaywalking, <laughs> like that Jay Leno does. It's like dumb Fourth of July questions, or yeah, yeah or like what do you think of the new Avengers movie? Uh, I made up these jokes about it's like dumb jokes, like yeah. you know, not like to, not so dumb, but you know, morning radio silly yeah i guess i thought awesome. i was like i can't do this it's too it's too too good i just don't want to don't want to bother people yeah okay well welcome back uh ryan and pete say hi to us hello that's hello. ryan and that's pete welcome back to the show today is a sort of preliminary episode we're going to be playing the star wars role-playing tabletop game whoa whoa and whoa. i have no idea what i'm doing so this is kind of my my q a to you guys who've done it before and then we'll play the game next time we all meet up. I've never played the tabletop Star Wars game. I played other role playing games. Yeah, I don't I've... think I've played this one. I played a some kind of Star Wars online in like an online chat room, text based, back when <laughs> it was a uh, CompuServe. Yeah, <laughs> back in the early nineties. But I might have played the tabletop version at some point. But it's I'm I, I, I'm pretty confident that we'll be all right. Yeah, but you've played D and D. Yeah, several some. times. Yeah, but I'm no expert in that either, so this is gonna be fun. I played um, Star Wars: Edge of the Empire. I played it once. It, I think it was over this past winter. I kept yeah. saying last summer, but I'm pretty sure it was like November, December, okay. January. Um, it's just, I mean, it's just like any other. Actually, yeah. it's not. It doesn't. The only major difference between this game and any other role-playing tabletop game is that it doesn't use like uh, the 20-sided die or anything like that. It has its own dice system, which is um, in some ways, it, it's it's a little more difficult to learn if you're used to the traditional role-playing style, right. but it's actually uh, way simpler hmm. than, than the traditional role-playing Love style. It. Is it actually yeah. called Chance Cubes? I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Like, I hope so. But, but like they're also Lotto has. They have like hexagonal <laughs> cubes and like, like there's oh, there cool. are different uh, sided dies, but um, there's like a sixteen side, a six side, and a something else. But yeah, it's pretty much there's a a gaggle of like depending on your level, you roll like a bunch of green things that are uh, this is like oh you're you're good stuff like you want these to come up good like okay. like hits, and then there's also like red ones that you roll and or Better purple negative. Yeah, so, yeah. So. Anyway. It, in traditional D&D, you have a 20-sided die, and no matter what happens, you roll that die to determine good or bad. Is that how it works? Not for everything, but for a lot of things, especially attack stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you roll a low number, it could be a... It's bad. A negative attack, even? Like, it hurts you instead of hurting the other person? A or critical you, one, yeah. Yeah, critical. I think it either doesn't do anything, or if it's real low, you might hurt yourself slightly. But okay. that's, I think, a low chance. You have to hit a, a, criti a critical one. Okay, a low, cool. real low number. So in the Star Wars game, you have positive and negative in every roll. Is that true? Yep. Okay. So a good and a bad thing will happen in every roll, and it just what outweighs the other. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's whatever. If you have more good things, if you have more of the positive ones come up, uh, as long as they outweigh the negative ones, then you're good. Okay, cool. Uh, 
what do you roll for besides battles? Um, a lot of things like uh, deception. Uh, yeah, anything you have to do where there's you could either uh, fail it or or successfully do it. Whether it's you know, I I, I mean, just yeah. for D and D, like uh, uh, unlocking a door or like I yeah, got to really. jump across a thing or anything that takes skill. Uh, or like I'm trying to convince this guy to to do this, or you know spells, things like that. So what? So yeah, I I, I have like a basic lack of knowledge about like how the game itself works. So we just watched the first episode of Harmon Quest, which is my first time ever even seeing this in action. Mm-hmm. And so the 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 DM, the dungeon master, is it still called a dungeon master in Star Wars? Uh, it's a GM, game master. Game, game master. master. Cool. That's uh, that's for a lot of uh, role playing games that aren't um, like yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, basically. Yeah. Cool. So the GM has written a story before you sit down to play. Is that is that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of leads people through the story. It's a quest. It's like if you if it was a video game, you would he would have designed the game. Some uh, there are levels. Sometimes even uh, I think GMs will draw out maps and things like mm-hmm. that. Like it doesn't have to be that complicated, but it, yeah, it can. I think that's that's one of the nice things about it is you uh, kind of choose the, like the level of <laughs> uh, you know you're like you travel fifteen feet and you can only do that per turn. Like you saw when he was kind of estimating distances and that kind of thing. That's what you want to do, really. So you keep the flow of the game going. I think you don't want to get bogged down in every yeah it's, detail it's scalable you know like you can if it if it starts getting you can you can like skip certain things if it's just gonna really like put a like a, a damper on the on the actual story itself or like the uh you know the exciting things like yeah. you want to you want to get to the battle and then you want to fight people and then you want to get loot and then go to wherever you're going afterwards so if you have to travel like a thousand like walk a thousand miles you can just skip yeah, like, like if you're sure, if you're you, you could be like like every hundred miles or something like that, or however long. Like the the GM could be like, okay, roll for what? Like roll for perception. Like it's maybe you yeah. see somebody. It's, to, it's just it's totally up to the storytelling. GM. So yeah. you don't you're not telling a boring story unless you want to. You know, so you're there for the things that happen uh, that are important yeah. or the things that are exciting. Or the things that you want the players to, yeah, experience. And ideally, I would have come up, if I'm GMing, I would have come up, I guess, with uh, some kind of plot and direction. But it it'll be it should be open ended because it should be able to go in any number of directions. Yeah. Uh, How do you keep that organized while you're playing? Like I don't know. I haven't done that. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like like in I general, is it literally you're you you all just keep it? I mean, you could take notes. You guys have character sheets where you have all your information and and uh, all of your inventory, like your inventory stuff. Uh, if you were playing like a role playing video game, that would all be on paper. Yeah, and I I would probably have some sort of uh, extensive notes myself. But literally, I, I I am just would be just making it up. Yeah. as you go. And then how how like when. When they're sitting at the table and they're all talking, like they all get their chance to talk when they're not in a battle. Like the battle just seems like it's turn based. That seems to make sense. Yeah. But when they're just kind of walking through a village, can anyone just kind of shout out anything at any moment that they want to have happen? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. everyone's just making it up. Like anything you want to do, 
I really thought the answer do, to that was going to be then, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I and then the, the game master has to react to it like, mm-hmm. oh, the thing you're doing is kind of <laughs> stupid and it has no bearing on what we're doing. So it you know nothing really happens when you do it. It's like think of it Got as it. think of it as like. If you're playing a, a video game and you're like, I want to go see in one step building. Well, that's not the building you need to go into. So the door's locked. Like, got it. You know, <laughs> okay. it's, got it. it uh, it's up to the game master to set the parameters of of what's happening. So cool. That makes yeah. sense. So you. So as a player, I can literally just shout out at any time, uh, whatever I want to have happen. Like I. I Whatever but, you want your character to yeah, like, do. Yeah, cool. We could but, be in the cantina, and you could just be like, "I take a pot shot at the first motherfucker I see." Right. Yeah. Everyone has to deal with the consequences of that. So basically, yeah. okay. <laughs> you, <laughs> if you if you want to be a goon, it's it, it, it'll be bad for the game. It'll just be annoying. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, there's like teamwork and storytelling. Yeah. So like, what if I want? Like, what if my? It's uh, a reality that everyone's uh, creating together. Cool. Yeah. What if my X-wing? has like a weird mechanical error and I jump to hyperspace and like fly away from the party. Is that something I can do or do I have to stay nearby? I think it is something you can do, but wow. it, they all And then I get have... lost or something. And then it becomes the quest to find Jesse. Right. Yeah. Or... But that's just like not good group storytelling because then I'm separate from the group. Yeah. So it's just not Or it's advisable. up to me to be like, eh, your thing fails and you don't go anywhere you go through a wormhole and end or up right back where you started or you hyper you travel in hyperspace and now you're alone wouldn't you like to go back to where the group is <laughs> yeah yeah awesome everyone has to be reasonable <laughs> right yeah I've right. had so many campaigns go off the rails because of stuff like that yeah but that's huh. that's uh, part of it too. Which I I think it's fun. Like a yeah. friend of mine spent an entire D and D campaign just trying to score more moon sugar, which was like D and D cocaine. <laughs> like he was just running around this elf village, asking trying, for more moon sugar. Yeah, and like getting in fights with people over it, and <laughs> it was hard to get anything done. But it was really funny. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. He's having a lot of fun, and everyone's <laughs> like, "That was kind of funny," but also. You're probably really distracted from like, <laughs> we, we just like a real person on cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So how do you how do I go about creating a character? What do I need to do to get ready? You you roll for a lot of stuff. You you have oh. certain, you have skill skills and you you kind of try to make the character that you want. I think mm-hmm. you have certain points uh, usually that uh, delineate you know, strength or agility or intelligence, and you kind of assign them to what you want your character to be. And they have classes, which uh, are essentially character archetypes. Yeah. yeah. Rogues, uh, they, you in know. In the Star Wars they, universe, there's like, uh, they're like slightly different, but they're all pretty much analogs of, of those, same, like, of okay. like the rogue, the barbarian, and like all that. Like oh, the, is, the is, that, is this like the chaotic good, chaotic neutral thing? That's alignment. So that yeah. that's like okay. um, that's more how your character interacts in certain situations. So like, if you were if you were like chaotic good, your character would probably not respond well to any Imperials. So like, if let's say we were at like an Imperial checkpoint and you were a chaotic good character, uh, you you were chaotic chaotic good alignment. Uh-huh. You'd probably like 
I don't know, like spit on their uniform or something right. like that, and like, like give I'm them a, a whole good bunch guy, of shit. but I'm like, that's, I'm a wild card. Right, that's the choice yeah. that I'm you basically make. Charlie. From yeah, the yeah. <laughs> but that's it's it's more to guide you in sort of your uh, your playing of the cool. character. It's up it's up to you to maintain that character and make decisions. Got it. That aren't based on what you would do, but what you think this character would do. And so, you know, that's, that's the role playing aspect. Yeah. It's like acting. And I would imagine the game is more fun if people are really throwing themselves into it and like trying to do a good job. Yeah. Do, do you like speak in voices and stuff? Can you, can you be, can you be Watto the whole time? (laughs) I would, would not if I was the game master, unless Mm. that was no, but I, you could meet Watto. Or someone that sounded like him, and I might do a voice. That would be wonderful. <laughs> All I want is to run into Watto in the galaxy. He's like the only thing I like from the prequel trilogy. That's not true, but one of the only There's, things I like. He's a good part of it. He's a good part. <laughs> so, if we're rolling for stats, um, just thinking... Yeah, I'm not sure how the Star Wars ones work. Sometimes you have a certain amount of points. Yeah. Uh, I don't was... know if there's always a chance. Uh... Last I played, um, the dude who was GMing... We were actually playing over Skype, and he lived in California. He kind of, he pretty much made up all the character sheets beforehand, so I'm not positive on how yeah, character. Yeah, and that's works. another thing where you you can you decide how much you want to micromanage yeah. or not. Yeah, because you can kind have... of put things on autopilot to make things simpler. Yeah, there's always yeah. like a, a cookie cutter version where it's like if you if you yeah like if you really want to micromanage like well I really want to be good at flying like. Uh, there's there's two di- this is kind of in the weeds but there's two different kinds of piloting skills there's planetary piloting so it's like a lot around a pl- uh, planet yeah. and there's um, like space travel yeah so if you like really wanted to be good at space travel like you could theoretically gear more towards that but it's it's typically like in D&D you roll a d20 like six times seven times right um, and then each number that comes up those are the numbers that you have to assign to your skills yeah okay so Cool. Is that something we should do like beforehand, or is that something we'll do when we meet to play? It makes, in my experience, it's always made more sense to do it beforehand because it can be kind of it's boring. Yeah, it's like homework. Cool. It's yeah. like it sounds homework. fun though. It's very it sounds yeah. super fun. <laughs> Rolling up characters character. is actually one of the, but it's not like I don't know how entertaining it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So we can like make up characters, and then next time we'll each go around the the room and like explain who it's our people nice, are yeah if yeah, you if cool. yeah, i think if you had your characters and then the adventure begins yeah you already should know who you are and kind of where you're coming from and and even uh yeah made up a little backstory for your own characters yeah backstories are I, I love backstories on a character because it really it if you're like all kind of like sharing that out a little bit at the beginning it gets everybody in the right mindset and you're just like oh, okay these this is how these people are going to interact cool in the universe I dig it. Yeah. What is a campaign? Is that like going into a dungeon on Zelda? Campaign is... No. A campaign would be... Well, yes, it could be. It's kind it's the of. quest. It's yeah. The campaign is uh, the story that we're... The adventure we're currently on. So I think... Uh, okay. Is it or is it the broader thing? Can you do you I, do certain different quests or I the, think the reason the I ask is no, no, a campaign is it's it, the it's the whole it's the whole story arc. Yeah, it's it, I okay. mean cause, it's the broader story arc. It's okay. not necessarily just a dungeon or one place or one town or one battle. So there yeah. might be like you as the as the GM you might come up with like six or seven stops 
along the story point where right. there will be battles, and that's all one campaign. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. we could we could end up doing like a delivery run to Kashyyyk or something, and then along the way, like yeah, it's like there's well, like an evil Wookie, and he, and suddenly like the the broader thing is us trying to find this bad guy, and but along the way we're doing. X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it's so like a, awesome. It's like a, yeah, <laughs> really it's, like, it's like a war. It's like a can oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to invade California from yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna have to stop in Oregon. There's gonna be stuff that happens. Yeah. You hear that, California? <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing. Yeah. So, like the first, like each trilogy of movies is like a campaign because it's like exactly like a one broad story. Um, or, you know, you could it could be, movie. you know... Or even each movie's a campaign? Each campaign, you could do a finish a campaign and then do another campaign with those same characters if you like those same characters yeah. and have a different adventure for those characters that's part of even a, a, an overarching story. I don't know. Cool. I've never done anything like that, but I, I, I generally think that, yes, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. I think you'd be awesome at it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. We will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited about it. Um... So what, like Ryan, you were talking about things that you had an idea for, for a starting point for a story. Just because I had a friend who was reading a book, uh, that was all about, it was a novel that was a bunch of short stories that were all about the, the other people that were in the Tales from Jabba's palace, the cantina. Oh, yeah. Tales from the Moss Eisley cantina. It's, I've read it's that. It's the same. It's a different. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's I read a, both of there's, those. There's one. Yeah. There's one. And for Tales Jabba's from the bounty palace. hunters. Um, but I thought that was a fun place to start. Yeah. Maybe uh, after after Empire before Jedi, sort of Shadow of the Empire, like that era, video game, yeah. that kind yeah. of era. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Rogue One's doing a kind of throwback, so I thought setting something around there nice. would be fun. I don't want to... I haven't thought about it too much, but I, I don't know how much to keep secret or give away. We should have four people, right? Uh, yeah. I think ideally four. Yeah, I think four is ideal, because yeah. it's, it's three people in the party plus a GM. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Cool. I'm uh, I'm really pumped to do what this. What are you going to just try to be a Han Solo? No. You're going to be a rogue, a dashing rogue? <laughs> Man. Jesse is a dashing a rogue. A dashing human rogue with a You know what I thought would be cool? Good hair. Would to be, uh, like, nice you know, jawline. you know Lobot? <laughs> Lando's aid Lobot? Good dress sense. I, I love Lobot oh, so Lobot? much. I thought it'd be fun to be, like... You someone's personal aid that no. had where that person had had died and I'm trying to make oh, my way on my own no, in a universe like in this galaxy that's kind of scary to me but I'm but I'm like one of those people I have that thing around my head like Lobot does that's what I was thinking well what do you think I don't know that's an interesting idea for a character honestly he's a seaborg or like maybe I'm like kind of <laughs> kind of this like meek guy who's just discovering himself sounds that's boring my... really <laughs> I, no, it could, it could I'm work. turn you into a whip you into a Freaking hero! It's yeah, be well, that's, 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 he'll start out like that's that. What, that's what I want. Know. Is like to turn into a hero from this like. All right. This, I'll play like, a, a a grizzled uh, ex stormtrooper. Ooh, maybe. like that. You're yeah. like uh, uh, you're like the hound. Yeah, from Game <laughs> of Thrones, but stormtrooper. Yeah. yeah, like the hound meets Finn from from Force when, Awakens. Oh, I thought you were gonna say yeah. Adventure Time. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, maybe that too. That's a pretty <laughs> wide. Margin <laughs> to meet in the middle of. Does the GM create a character also? No. Oh. He's like uh, the voice of God. But you create everything else. So I create all the other characters. Yeah, you create everything <laughs> else. So I don't know why. Literally every I don't know why I'm disappointed by that. <laughs> and even anyone you meet, that's me. I'm the, those guys. I don't think you're pulling oh. your weight here, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. 
Quit being lazy. I'm just saying it's going to be too much and I'm going to be cranky. No, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to have fun with it. Awesome. Um, it'd be great. We'll cap, we'll document your first GMing experience ever. It'll be awesome. I think it's probably fine. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing that happens is it's not as entertaining. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot riding on this right now, Ryan. You better get it together. <laughs> worst case, we'll, we'll dump it and do another one. Like, and I'll never tell anyone that listens to the podcast that we had a practice yeah. run. That's fine. Imagine you get like six episodes out of this, and then, but like you're listening back to me, you're like, this is this, this is worthless. I'll cut it down to like 25 minutes out of six hours. I was, you know, as Ryan's we were watching Harmon Quest, it's, it's just a documentation of Ryan slowly like, like losing uh, his mind. Like, like I had a dream, like, and it all falls apart. It's like Heart of Darkness. Oh. <laughs> uh. The film, the film that documents uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola making Apocalypse Now, uh, things don't go well. Yeah. Oh, I've actually never seen that. I haven't seen. The, I haven't seen the Apocalypse Now either. Who Jeepers. made? The, wait, who made the movie? Uh, somebody. I think maybe his wife filmed a lot of it. Okay. Really? Yeah. Cool. It's a shit show. In what way? Like they just. Way? It's a. It's a crazy. Uh, undertaking of a film like there was like a different one. Somebody was supposed to be the star and had a, or no, Martin, Martin Sheen, like, had a, had like a heart attack during it. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Losing it. They're out there in the jungle. Things are going crazy. They're in literally in the jungle. Whoa. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's a okay. classic sort of. Yeah. Uh, production getting away from a director and he's kind of losing it. Huh. Cool. Sounds interesting. Darkness. I just watched uh, Turbo Kid today. Have you guys? Seen oh that? my god! What that be? It's so good. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, like what? a total '80s movie that came out in 2014. Um, um and it's uh, it's a post-apocalyptic world where this kid finds a a suit uh, of Turbo Rider, which has it's he basically finds a superhero suit, and he tries to take down the evil regime of this like. This guy who's kind of lording over all the other people in the wasteland. And the, and everybody rides BMX bikes. The really small ones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really like, gory. B, wait, extra small BMX bikes? They're already small. It looked like a lot of them were riding children's bikes. I, I need to rewatch it because I was wasted when I saw it at the Egyptian. Oh, you guys fun. ever seen Rad? No, but no. I, I, I've heard BMX about it. Yeah. <laughs> no. an angel. Ride them down water slides. Mm. Anything that happened in the 80s, if you had a cool movie, it had to happen at the end, you would ride down a water slide. Some kind of water tube. Something some shouldn't tube change. That should not have changed. <laughs> Why did like the most, Star Wars uh, end with everyone going down the most down triumphant water. way to do well, anything. They, uh, they do go down into the garbage chute. That thing. That's yeah. true. Kind of like a water slide. That's, that's totally they, like a water slide. Well, they should have had a. They should have shown them on the way down, going, whoa, 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 <laughs> like swinging from side to side, and then totally. You know, the, yeah, that would have been way cooler. Luke basically went down a water slide right after he got his hand cut off in Empire. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's almost, oh my god, almost. There is it a, real well? Close. Is it a water? It's just a slide. It's an air tube. It's just a slide. If it's, it's like not a wet, weird right? gravity air I, tube. I think what defines a water slide would be the water. Because he's fine. Falling straight down, and then a little door opens. He goes, and he gets like sucked into this tube, and then he's going, whoa, and he's like upside yeah. down. Yeah, he's just dangling yeah. there, and then he, he get... falls out the bottom again. It's like, I, yeah, I think he gets pulled by air 
It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sense. make any it's sense. It's very strange. And was then he... his hand falls out and apparently travels the galaxy on its own. Did you hear about this? How his hand was going to be the original opening scene in Force Awakens? I thought what? it was supposed to be just the lightsaber, but it's still gripped. Still gripped by the hand, yeah. Uh, just floating through space. That's Whoa. stupid. Yeah, they cut it because it was dumb. Yeah, it was real dumb. <laughs> that would have been rough. Uh, but yeah, Turbo Kid... Because they were under the gravity of some kind of cloud planet. Totally. Or something. <laughs> it's not going... It's not going to float off into space. It did not reach <laughs> Gee, escape velocity. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I watched I watched right Turbo Kid decision. today, and it was like fun, but it did not have I don't know. The, I loved one like two characters, the two lead characters. I love them, and the yeah. girl in the movie is like the most charming, oh fun character ever. Apple, Apple, yeah, she was incredible, and I loved her so much. But yeah. the rest of the movie, like, it didn't have that much of like a story, and uh, I felt like I don't know. Sometimes I get bored when it's just gore for gore's sake, and yeah, I don't know. I was, was a little like, underwhelmed because I had like just Stranger Things, where it was like I was, oh, was going to say I just watched. Spoilers. See all that eighty stuff you're doing, and but so, also you didn't do a good story or anything. No. So right, it. well, hold on. Right before I watched uh, Turbo Kid, <laughs> I watched the first episode of Stranger Things. That's yeah. the first time I ever seen it, and it was like the most impeccably wonderful eighties pastiche I have ever seen. I was so impressed by the way that that episode looked. And I, I'm only it on episode looks... one, and like I haven't gotten into the meat of it yet, no. but then watching Turbo Kid right after that was massively like disappointing, because like, no. wow, I just got the best 80s retro thing I've seen in a really long time, and this it doesn't quite hold up. I haven't seen I did really, I did really enjoy Turbo Kid, don't get me wrong. It's still I don't know if I want to see any worth of seeing. You didn't like Stranger Things? No. Hmm. Okay. I didn't like it. Did you like it, Pete? I, I haven't seen any of it yet. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, just I'm, like, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping no one in, says so. anything. I didn't like it. It's just references. It's nothing but a stack of references with no real story in it. And huh. the story is, but they have like scenes where like the family's having dinner, and you're like, oh, here's where they'll put some humor and like heart and characters and, and nothing. There's like, nothing going on in that fucking show. They're like, just got posters of movies that they're referencing, like huh. in the bedrooms of the characters. So like. Evil Dead, look over there. Did you notice how the family's house kind of looks like the Evil Dead cabin? Also, we have the poster <laughs> on the wall. Also, not only do we have it on the wall, but a character is going to point at it and point it out and say, hey, look at that poster, Evil Dead poster. And they do. And it's huh. just like, you sons of bitches. That's a little heavy-handed. It's, well, I'll let you so I don't, I don't... it's the most heavy-handed, but people, and here's the trouble, People love people do love it, and I get why because it's it looks and sound and tastes like a thing that's good, but then it's like you die a little bit. It's poison, <laughs> huh? Is it is there's nothing inside? Interesting. Okay. I fucking love the first episode. I that was like the best first episode of something I've seen in a while. <sighs> it's like a hostess cupcake. <laughs> I feel like that I have looks to watch glistening this and chocolatey, but then you go, mm, you bite hey, into it. It's like, this is all chemicals. Hey, you go, hey, where's the cream filling? <laughs> <laughs> it's not there. Oh, man. There's no cream filling. Hey, what's the cream filling? <laughs> it's not in there. There's so, nothing in that show. Oh. But people do like it, and I get why. Interesting. I just, I just know better. You just, uh, just, you just know better. 
It's just it, it, it references and it looks and sounds like a thing that I'm gonna like a lot, and so I asked it to be good, and it wasn't that as good as I wanted it to be. Hmm. Well, was it not that good, or did it just not live up to your expectations? It's not that good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was a very firm response. But yeah. you gotta admit, dude, the music is amazing. It looks, no, it's like the it's soundtrack. So heavy-handed. The soundtrack is like this no, is what it sounds like they to be me and have synthesizers running in my head all the time. Uh, they just like, <laughs> fucking nailed it. No, they all right. It's supposed to be 1983. They play. Joy Division and New Order, like in the same episode, oh. nearly back to back. You just hmm. get out, get right out. That's as, not that's not as correct. The older but... brother, he's like, he's like, you really gotta like, I, sh- I gotta show you the Clash. This is a really good Clash song, and it's like, should I stay or should I go? Now that's the worst Clash song. Yeah, that <laughs> is kid. the worst that's Clash song. Don't play, play him lost in the supermarket. That's poignant. <laughs> yeah. Should I stay or should I go now? <laughs> Are you watching anything you like right now? What what did I like? Lady Dynamite was really good. It's not really sci-fi. That's okay. I don't care. It's uh, um, season three of BoJack Horseman. Oh, my God. That was good. That was fucking good. Uh, Dude, episode four, I think, the one that was underwater... Oh my god! Mind blowing. Yeah, I loved that episode. Yeah, that was amazing. It's basically zero dialogue. The entire like, yeah, just you're watching everything. I don't know. I I geeked out on that on Friday night. I loved it so much because like they have such a all star cast, and to not use any of them for an episode was like bonkers. I loved it. It was so good. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I would say don't watch Stranger Things and just like watch E.T. again and watch like, <laughs> Evil Dead again and go watch The Thing if you haven't seen it. I or still haven't watch. seen The Thing. Oh, the go thing watch that really instead of Stranger good. Things. Hmm. Watch the any th- of the things that it references, but it is not as good as. Do you guys watch Doctor Who? <laughs> no. Yeah. How much have you seen? I used to watch it when I was a kid. I would watch oh, wow. the BBC stuff, the the Tom Baker ones when they would play on PBS when I was a real little kid, wow. and I would I've watched like the first season or two of the new ones. Hmm. They're pretty good. Yeah, I've been like binging that recently. I'm on season nine, so I'm almost caught up to the point where there won't be any more to watch. Who's that lady on. with the uh, rose? The lady with, rose Tyler. Uh, is it is Billy that, Piper? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I tried to watch Tr- uh, Panty Dreadful. It was getting a little slow, but I, the, right out of the gate, I was like, this is better than. Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what trying to Penny Dreadful? Dreadful. What is that? It's like a... It's like a period drama? It's almost like... It's almost like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's like... Oh, cool. It's like London. It's like... Vic, uh, is it Victorian London? And they're like... Frankenstein's around. Oh. And like... Uh, it's got Ava Green. And Timothy Dalton plays like a... Nice. Quartermain kind of... Ex-explorer. Mm-hmm. It's... I don't know how good it is. Huh. I like, I watched, I like I watched the first, a lot. I watched the first episode. It was good. Yeah. And then I was like, eh, this is getting slow. <laughs> What's your like favorite show? I've never asked you this before. Favorite? I don't know. I watched so many shows. <laughs> favorite? Do you have Too like many. A, Do you have like a go-to show that you just watch over and over? No. Huh. I don't think so. I, yeah, I... I like it. I like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. You know, I always like to catch up on that. I yeah. like, uh... Recently watched most of that '70s show. That's not because you should do that. <laughs> it's just something I chose to do in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I started watching the the newer episode. Of, I like the Daredevil. I like oh, the Marvel. So the Marvel good, Netflix yeah. stuff is really good. 
I really like Jessica Jones, and I like the first season of Daredevil, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the Defender stuff. I think it was really good. Did you not enjoy the second season of Daredevil? No, that's what I'm saying. I just started that. Oh, I've been okay. waiting to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got like three episodes left in the first season still. I'm finally coming around to it. I didn't like it at first. Uh, the last episode I watched was the one with Stick, and it was yeah. great. That was yeah. a great oh, episode. Man. Yeah, I it, really dug that. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe I do like this show. But, it yeah. picks up. It re- it really picks up, and it uh, the last part of season one carries really well into season two. Nice. I So I watched All of Walking Dead, and I fell in love with John Barenthal, so I'm really excited to see him as the Punisher. He he plays it so well. Yeah. yeah. That, that made me like want to go back and revisit uh, Daredevil. Yeah, he he really nails the part, um, which is great because I feel like uh, the Punisher is one of those characters that just uh, Daredevil too, who's never had justice done for them on screen. So mm-hmm. to have both of them right. getting just like these great actors nailing the actual character, I don't know. It's yeah. I love Daredevil so, nice. so fucking much. What else do you watch, Pete? Uh, lately, just BoJack. Um, I've been really busy, so I haven't been watching a lot of stuff. Um, but Hell on Wheels. I've been enjoying, uh, and I don't know if I'm just like bored and, or not bored. If I'm, if I'm like home at a reasonable hour and I have time to unwind, I'll just put on like parks and recreation or always sunny. Mm -hmm. Those are like my, my standbys. Always sunny is one of my absolute favorites. I'm trying to get in a community right now. I didn't like it at first, but by like episode seven or eight, I started to really like it and now I'm kind of hooked on it. I'm almost done with season one. Nice. I was watching, uh, some show where guys go and like dig up old battlefields to try to find <laughs> like people's heads they, <laughs> they just get all muddy and they're like oh head finders head finders no, I know that show. Like, <laughs> battlefield digger guys <laughs> it's as stupid as that brought to you by the BBC I watched it for a couple hours they're just very excited about Digging up <laughs> it's a very like literal premise i feel like it's probably like the one that they put on right after that show where they just like sh- they just shoot things they just have guns and shoot things it's on like the history channel or something like that I, <laughs> it's like a half hour of just guys shooting oh guns well there things. used to be uh there used to be mail call with arlie ermy that was like that the, the drill sergeant guy from full uh full, full metal, metal jacket. jacket and he would they would people would write him letters and they'd be like Hey, Harley Irby, what's this gun like? He's like, I don't know, let me shoot it at a watermelon. And he would do that. And that would be the show. He's like, it looks pretty good. It's made, it shot that watermelon up. I like it. And that would be the whole next episode. They'd be like, what's it like to drive a tank around? He's like, I don't know, let me drive it over. All these watermelons. <laughs> they, they smashed them up good. Next letter. It was the whole. It was on for like a while. That's that, and that's that's television in America now. That's how I you like make your millions. Like that sometimes. It's true. I do like those. Like I like History Channel things where they're like <laughs> ancient aliens or ancient aliens or like or like Nazis trying to find uh, <laughs> like relics, like spiritual relics, or like maybe the Spear of Destiny exists. And they'll spend, I love those because they'll spend like half of the episode talking to the people that believe in it and like building up the story. And then the back half of the episode is them being like, but actually, like, <laughs> it's like not really a thing at all. Take all and the windows. here's what it probably is. <laughs> it's like, I like that. It's a, it's a very satisfying arc where you're like, well, maybe, it, oh no. Yeah, it's not. It's not real. 
It's like every time they're just building you up to break you down for yeah. Over nothing. There's like a you know a guy who claims to have found the ark. It's you know a dig it is where he's like I was there but no one I was there by but with one other guy but then he went out real quick and then I found this chamber and I looked in and I could see it was but through a little hole I could look inside and I saw and I could see see an angel in there <laughs> and I said but then oh, the, shit. but then the government closed it all up with dynamite afterwards <laughs> so you can't look at it now but it, it was there. There's like a real guy who's claimed it. to have found like half a dozen biblical archaeologists. <laughs> he's not an archaeologist, but yeah. he's like, I found it with my sons. And, and like, can't prove it now. We were scuba diving and we saw chariot wheels from the movie Ben-Hur. It was down. <laughs> the real thing, though. They'll like just make shit up. And people are like, okay. And then they like get like news interviews and shit. They get famous. Book they deals, get sponsorships. Sure. They get money. America yeah. loves liars. You just got to come up with a good lie and then you'll never work again. Those crystal skulls was like a thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a lie. That was just a lie. It was some jeweler in France made a handful of them. One of them sat in the British Museum for years before they proved it was just made by a French jeweler. <laughs> and then one guy's like went around like his daughter was like, you know, toured with it and made her living off of having this crystal skull and saying that she found it in a temple in, in South America somewhere when it was just something that her dad had. <laughs> just had. <laughs> it's like it's taking a, a fancy dinner plate. Like, it's just feeling, my dad had this. It's like, Give me money. It's like the Hidalgo guy. You know, do you ever see Hidalgo? Geraldo? Uh, you told me Geraldo? about that, how he just, like, made up the whole story. It's like that Vigo Mortensen movie where they race horses, the the Ocean of Fire race. It was all just made up. It was all just, hor just made up. But the movie came out as based on a true based on a oh. true story. But it's just this guy who was like, yeah, I was in Wild Bill. It's like his Western show, and then I won this Arab horse race. And then they were like, yeah, that's none of that's real. Like, yeah, well. <laughs> still wrote that book. <laughs> Check's still cleared, so fuck y'all. And that's America, baby. Yeah. Amen. This is all going up. I'll I'll cut it down. <laughs> I'll cut it down to that. No, give it to him raw. The interesting part. Minutes. We're just talking about what Netflix we've been watching. <laughs> that's it's what I like to listen to, though. Well, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys when we reconvene for some gameplay. It'll be fantastic. It'll be fun. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Gotta make it very clear how much I love Stranger Things. I just finished it yesterday, finally. Just watched uh, the last half of it all at once yesterday. It was, it was awesome. I don't, know what, I don't know what Ryan's talking about, but I will definitely ask him and probably record it and probably release that at some point. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you for joining us. I am, of course, Jesse Mercury. You can find out more about me and my music at jessemercury.com, uh, where you can also learn how to support the show through Patreon or PayPal. Your support is very much appreciated. If you have a second to drop into iTunes and leave us a positive rating and review, that would be wonderful. Thank you again. We'll see you next time. Bye.